step into the mic today, Jeff Jones, men's basketball head coach at Old Dominion University, former player, head coach, and assistant coach at UVA. So a good wahoo wah to you. Uh, also, what spent some time at more than a decade, I guess, at American University. So uh, you've been around, but I think the reason we're having you uh, today step into the mic is that you've also been honored as champion of hope last year by the american cancer society a very important award i would imagine to you so can you take us through uh that journey and why you received that award first and foremost uh well i you know i was very uh appreciative and and, and, and flattered by by receiving the award um uh and uh essentially i i i, I was recognized uh you know being a, a, a cancer survivor, uh, and uh, you know, once uh, you know, once I found out that I had cancer and received treatment and kind of went through the whole thing, uh, my wife and I, uh, uh, you know, have, have tried to be active with Coaches Versus Cancer in the American Cancer Society, uh, and uh, you know, just just trying to draw attention to all the the great work that uh, that, that that they do and the ways that that people can can help. Uh, and so I, I guess, you know, the, the, the award was uh, uh, a result of, of, of those efforts. And, and again, I'm, I'm very flattered, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it was just something that I, I felt uh, very strongly about. And, uh, uh, you know, having, having gone through, uh, still, still going through, uh, you know, my battle with, with, with cancer, uh, you know, I, I, I thought that uh, that, that kind of gave me a good platform. Uh, to to try to uh, give American Cancer Society an assist. Did so break it down for us. When did you get diagnosed? Was it before the season? And you know, congratulations first and foremost for getting through that season and making the NCAA tournament. I mean, that's uh -huh. incredible in itself. So when were you you diagnosed, and um, how severe was it during the season? Well, I, I, I was initially diagnosed way back in 2015. Um, I, I, uh, I, I didn't have any symptoms uh, of, of prostate cancer. Uh, the only reason I, I even did a, a, PSA, a PSA test was because I applied for some additional life insurance and some disability insurance. Uh, and uh, part of, of, of that process, I had to uh, get the tests. And, and my PSA level uh, you know, came back uh, you know, high. Uh, we took a look at it and, and, and tried to rule out a, a number of different things, uh, and, and and that was in October of, of uh, uh, 2014. Then I, I went through the season, and we you know we we, we still were kind of keeping an eye on it, uh, and then in the spring of 2015, I, I received the the diagnosis that I, I had prostate cancer. Uh, I immediately uh, uh, underwent surgery up at uh, Johns Hopkins. Uh, the surgery was successful, uh, but they, they found that the, the, the cancer had gone outside of, of the, the prostate. So I had to undergo uh, eight weeks of, of radiation uh, treatment, um, at which point I was declared cancer-free. Uh, about a year and a half later, though, uh, you know, I was just doing my, my normal, you know, checkups, the follow-ups, and uh, it indicated that... Uh, uh, that the, that the cancer had, had come back. And, uh, you know, one of the things that they look at is the doubling time of your PSA score. And, and, and mine happened uh, at, at the quickest rate, which 
kind of indicated that it was an, an aggressive, uh, you know, form of, of prostate cancer. So, uh, you know, I immediately uh, uh, underwent uh, treatment, um, uh, hormone treatment. And that was when, that was in the 2018-19 year, uh, that was really, really difficult. The, the, the cancer itself, uh, you know, obviously the surgery and the radiation weren't a whole lot of fun, but, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, I don't know that the cancer itself really caused any problems. But when I started with that hormone therapy, uh, that was, that was tough. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the side effects, the fatigue, the, uh, the inability to sleep, that, that, that's, that's not uh, an easy thing to, to, to handle when you're during the middle of a, of a season. I finally had to go to my doctor, uh, you know, about halfway through that season and say, you know, look, I'm not sure if we keep up the treatment, I'm not sure that, uh, you know, that, that, that I'm going to make it through the year. And so he said, you know, it's intermittent uh, uh, therapy anyway. So we, we just kind of uh, ended it uh, right there in, in, in December, January. Uh, and, and then the, the great thing, then when, when we did that, we, we didn't know, but the great thing is, um, since, since that time, uh, in January, 2019 till now, um, I haven't had to restart the, the, the therapy, the, 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 the therapy has, has worked and the cancer has stayed, uh, stayed away. And I'm, I'm, you know, my, my PSA is undetectable. Uh, and that's exactly where we, we want it to be. I mean, it's always a possibility and, and, and maybe even a likelihood that it, it will return. But for now, for over a year, uh, you know, I've, I've uh, you know, I've, I've been able to, to not continue that, uh, that, that treatment. And the, and the treatment uh, was, was far worse than uh, any of the symptoms that I had with, with cancer. I mean, that's beautiful and great news to hear, Ted. I mean, you know, I know you guys go way back, so it, it must have been scary for you to, to even hear the news and to hear this good news. I mean, it must be a relief for you, TJ. No, absolutely. You know, uh, Jeff is a big part of the reason why I ended up at UVA. Um, he probably won't want to take credit for bringing me in there, but, uh, you know, Jeff, uh, you know, was a part of that staff when I, when I came to Charlottesville, uh, part of my development there. Um, you know, and it's always a shock having lost uh, my father to cancer, um, different type of cancer. But, um, you know, whenever you hear the C word and, and somebody you care about, uh, like Coach Jones, you know, you always want to root them well. I guess, Jeff, my question for you is, you know, they say a part of your mentality, your, your approach to how you attack the cancer. Um, you need a support system and you can't do it alone. You've got a lot of family. That's, you know, your coaching family. You've got your literal family. Um, and then you've got your former player family. You know, how was that support and what did it look like for you um, once, you know, the, the news about your cancer became public? Well, again, I, I felt uh, unbelievably uh, humbled uh, and, and, and grateful. Um, all the, uh, the, you know, the, the outpouring of, uh, you know, concern, uh, the, the thoughts, the prayers, the the, the kind words and everything, uh, it, 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 it meant so much to me. But as, as you say, Ted, and, and uh, you know, there's, there's lots of different ways to describe it, but uh, that bond uh, that, that, you know, former players, uh, you know, we, we, we all go through so much. It's so intense and so 
it's not just basketball. So, you know, the guys like, like you and, and, and Junior and Norm and Kurt and, and, and Corey and Jay Willie and Big Chris, you know, just, just, just all of those. Dougie Fresh, he'd be mad if I, I didn't say his name. <laughs> he'd, I'd hurt his feelings. But you know, that, 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 that meant so much to, to know that I had all of you guys in my corner and, and obviously, you know, Bryant Stiff, you know, on, on my staff and those guys, they, they were like rocks. I mean, you know, when, when I maybe wasn't at my best, you know, they, they, they were able to step up and, uh, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, we, we stayed on an even keel. And, and then my, my wife, uh, Danielle, um, you know, I mean, she's the, she's the one. I, in anymore, I don't even, you know, it's not that I don't listen to the doctor, but I, I know that she's, she's taking notes and she knows all this stuff better than I do. So I just kind of follow what, what she tells me. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I was very, as I said, I was very humbled uh, and very, very fortunate to have such a, an unbelievable support network uh, to, to help me through those, 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 you know, those times, especially, you know, the, the tough days and, and, and they come. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you, you get through them. Um, one, one of the things, just as an aside, when I was, I was doing that, uh, that radiation uh, uh, treatment uh, after the surgery, um, I'd go in every day. I think my, my, my appointment was at, at 7 o'clock in the hospital every day. And I'd, I'd go in there, and it wasn't any fun. But, you know, it, again, I, I could manage it. But it, 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 it put everything in perspective because I go in there and there were, uh, you know, people, there were women with, with breast cancer, there were men with lung cancer, there, you know, and, and, and it may sound strange, but, you know, here I was, and I, I had cancer and I, you know, had to have it treated, but I felt very, very fortunate that, um, you know, that, that, that it was prostate cancer, it is treatable, uh, and, and that, uh, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of folks out there. And, and one of the reasons Danae and I became so uh, involved, you know, with the American Cancer Society and Coaches Versus Cancer were those folks, uh, the, the folks that, uh, you know, maybe didn't have the, the health insurance, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, I was, I was actually turned down for a scan that my doctor had, uh, had, had recommended and really wanted to do uh, by the insurance companies but I was able to pay for it. I, you know, I, I, I had the, the, the money that I could pay for it and I could do it myself. There's, there's a lots of, lot, a lot of folks out there that, you know, their, their insurance turns them down. They, they might not have that ability to, to pay for it out of pocket. And, and so we, we really tried to get involved to, you know, to, to help and to highlight the plight of, of those folks uh, that, uh, you know, so that they can kind of, so that everybody has, you know, that, that very, very best care possible, regardless what your cancer is, but they have that, that, you know, that, 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 that best care, uh, despite what their financial situation is. That's fantastic. Chris, you may not know, but uh, as JJ pointed out, a lot of my former teammates, but every year JJ invites us down to uh, his place in the summertime and we just hang out and tell a whole lot of stories and a lot of lies yeah. and, and uh, it's just a good time. It's become a highlight of my summer. I look forward to it. So it's, it's great to get a chance to spend time. If we don't keep up with one another on social media, we do know when we can count on that time in the summer, we can hang out with uh, Coach Jones and his family. 
I don't know how we're going to do it this summer with having to be uh, socially Yeah, coronavirus has, has, has kind of messed that up. But uh, hopefully yeah. we'll get some vaccines and, and, and then some, you know, some, some good science and be able to do it next summer. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're battling through it, JJ. We're glad that you are an advocate for cancer. Um, but, you know, uh, we, we're, we're just thankful for, for you and, and, and the direction that you're leading this charge. But I know Chris has some uh, questions to, to lead us into your playing career, and let's move into a little bit of a basketball sense. Well, Absolutely. Coach, I, I know you were just mentioning uh, COVID and the challenges that that presents. So you said it was, it was January 2019 where, you know, you, you stop your treatment. So obviously you get the good news, and now COVID happens. Um, how has that changed your landscape as far as getting prepared for this upcoming season? Now, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I have November 13th as your first game that the season's going to be back. Uh, is that correct? I want to make sure that information because there's so much, um, I, I guess, opposing information out there. Like, I'll see a schedule and I'll see a report. I'm like, are they playing or they're not playing? November 13th is your first game, correct? Well, actually, no. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, everything changed as of yesterday. Uh, the NCAA came out, the, the Basketball Oversight Committee, uh, you know, uh, had, had, had passed uh, some recommendations and, and the, the, the council uh, approved them. So uh, the, the basketball season starts on November 25th. Uh, so that they, they've moved that date back uh, uh, 15 days. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, uh, they, they've they've limited how many games. I think the game number of games went from 29 to either 24 or 25, depending on the uh, the, you know, the the kind of games you schedule. There are no uh, no scrimmages, no exhibitions. The minimum number of games, because not everybody can play the full amount of games, but the minimum number of games are 13. Uh, and um, you know, it's it's just uh, uh, it, it's great that we were able to get that information yesterday. But now it's incumbent about, uh, upon all of the, the, the coaches around the country uh, to um, kind of get, get working on your schedule because it's not going to be the schedule that's down on paper that everybody thought you were going to be playing. Uh, you know, everybody obviously has contracts uh, with, with people, but a lot of that, maybe all of that, uh, you know, might need to be pushed back till, till next year. Uh, there's a lot of conversation going on about playing in, in pods and, and I say pods rather than bubble because the NCAA true uh, excuse me the NBA truly had a bubble uh, th th there's not enough money there's not enough money uh, in, in college basketball to, uh, uh, to to you know do what the NBA did that that's just you know they, they they did a fantastic job there but you know if you can get you know eight or ten teams in one location, you know, and there's been a lot of talk about, you know, at down down at Disney World, uh, where the NBA bubble is, or up in Mohican Sun, uh, in Connecticut, and and you know, there's lots of lots of possibilities that have sprung uh, sprung up. But uh, if you can get eight or ten teams at one site and and maybe play four or five games uh, in a period of of, of a week, uh, that that looks like certainly one model that uh, you know people are going to want to pursue. Um, what, what, what I think everybody wants to avoid are, you know, the, the, the situations where you have to travel a lot because that's, that's when you become vulnerable, uh, when, when you're in, you know, on your campus and, 
you're at home, you know, the, 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 the chances are less uh, that, that you, you're going to get, uh, you know, the, the, the virus. But uh, when you're traveling, uh, you're going to, you know, hotels, your uh, airports and, and airplanes and, and all that, that just, you know, it increases your exposure to, to a, a larger uh, population. Uh, so, you know, we're going to, we're going to try to schedule as, as, as best we can. And, uh, you know, whether there's people there or not, uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody's going to be able to play in front of a full house this year, but, uh, you know, different states and different localities and municipalities have different rules in terms of the, the percentage, uh, of, of the capacity that, uh, is, is allowed to, uh, allowed to watch games. JJ, how do you control or try to, um, you know, keep 18 to 21 year olds from <laughs> being 18 to 21 year olds <laughs> during this time? You know, because that's the most important factor. Uh, you and I were talking before we, you know, came on. It's not going to be because they were in the, you know, the NCAA bubble that, you know, the protective environment that you guys are setting up. It's going to be because they're trying their best not to be 18 and 20 year olds on, on a college campus in dorms. Well, you know, you use the word control and, and, you know, all coaches try to control as, as much as they can. But as, as, as we get older, I, I think, you know, certainly I have uh, learned that uh, control is an illusion uh, that we really, really have very little, if any control uh, at any time. Uh, yeah. But, but I think what, what works best uh, uh, is, is, uh, communication, um, and, and, uh, and information. And, uh, you know, we, we talk to our guys, uh, I mean, pretty much every single day about the importance and, and, and try to have some really, really frank conversations about real life situations that are, are going to face these guys. Um, because as you said, they're, they're, they're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, and, and they're surrounded on, on campus when, you know, by, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds, and, 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 and I, I don't know about you. I, I seem to recall you had a pretty good time in college. I, I know that I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I did. Uh, best four years of my life. <laughs> but it I took your hair away, TJ. That's what it did. It took your hey, hair away. Chris, Chris JJ, I would have struggled during a, a COVID-19 situation, especially with my roommates. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, you know, and so you, you got to talk to them and, and – and, and just, you know, try to impress upon them, you know, why we're, we're saying this. You know, if, if, if they don't care about having a season, then it really doesn't matter. But, you know, our, our guys truly, you know, very much want to have a season. Um, and, uh, and, and in order to have a season, we all have to be responsible. We have to be accountable uh, to, to one another. And, and, you know, hopefully no, nobody wants to be a guy you know, that, that, that did something silly that had the momentary doesn't mean you're a bad person, but, but, you know, had that momentary lapse of judgment that puts everybody uh, in, 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 uh, you know, in, in, in danger of, of missing the season. So, you know, we, we just try to talk to them as, as much and, and uh, you know, appeal to their, their sense of responsibility. And we, we got a great group of kids and, and we'll just kind of keep our fingers crossed and, you know, hopefully we can, we can navigate this landscape. So, Coach, I got 
I got to ask you, uh, you know, TJ mentioned your playing days, and obviously your son was a pretty good player too. Uh, who's winning that one-on-one? Now? No, at the peak. Your peak and his peak. Because oh. what is he, 6'6"? Six, six? How tall are you? I, I'm 6'4", I'm but, I, you know, I, I, I got no, nothing left in the knees. I got two artificial hips. So right, right now I wouldn't be much competition to him at all. I'm not even sure I could uh, catch him to foul him. Uh, now, but uh, no, during during the prime, I, I'm 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 pretty sure Jeff understands that, uh, you know, he he'd be on the losing losing end of that uh, that battle. Yeah. Oh you, man, you're talking about a, a, recruit, a, a top recruit coming out of the state of Kentucky, a coach's son, who both of them are coach's sons. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna give the elder uh, elder Jeff Jones a little bit of a, a nod over his his son, for sure. JJ, talk about, uh, you know, the two different experiences, right? As a player and then as a coach, you've had the opportunity to go to two Elite Eights. You know, different experiences than you play with one of the greatest players in the history of college and the NBA. Uh, talk about your first experience as a player uh, and going to the Elite Eight and then as a coach. And now, now, I know it's going to be tough for you to talk about the year after coaching me that you go to the Elite Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, first off, you know, no, Chris, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, if, if here we go, privy, here we go, privy to, uh, you know, many, many TJ basketball stories, but I want to, I want to make sure that everybody understands, you know, what, what a good player TJ was. Now, <laughs> he, he, he blames me. I just kind of think he was such a good all-around player. He, he didn't score a ton of points. And, and, and Ted thinks that that was the problem of, of, of the offense and the coaching staff. But uh, re regardless of, of, of that, you know, Ted, Ted Jeffries was, you know, is kind of an undersized center. Uh, he was a great runner. Uh, he was a tremendous passer and ball handler. Uh, in fact, we were able to do things uh, with our, our press attack and, and, and otherwise that uh, – were it not for Ted's ability to handle the ball, you know, we'd, we'd have to shuffle some things around. Um, and, and then, you know, as a defender, uh, he, he was terrific. Uh, you know, he was, he was probably one of the smartest players I have, have ever coached uh, at, at, at any of my three stops. So, you know, I, I want to get that on record because – all, all he does is complain about, you know, no, never getting enough shots. The junior Burrow got way too much shots, which, which may be, I, I, I don't know, you know, that, that's water under the dam. But I do know all the, the positive and the great things that TJ did. And we had a lot of success while, while TJ was there. We, we didn't reach the Elite Eight, uh, you know, with, with, with that group when, when Junior and Jason and those guys were, were seniors. Uh, you know, we, we were in a three- or four-way tie for first place in the ACC. Uh, you know, we, we ended up uh, running out of gas in the Elite Eight uh, against Arkansas, uh, and uh, they, they just were too deep. And, you know, we, we, that was the one game, I thought, that not having Corey Alexander, he had broken his foot back early in the ACC play. He was our starting point guard. Um, not having him um, probably didn't really hurt us until we got to that Arkansas game. And, you know, that was Nolan Richardson, the 40 minutes, of, and, and they just wore down Harold, Harold Dean, I think. So, uh, you know, that was a, a great group. That was a great run for us. 
Um, uh, and, and, uh, you know, it was just a very, very good basketball team with a, a lot of good players, mature, experienced players, uh, a basketball team that had a lot of toughness and a, a lot of basketball smarts. Uh, so that, that's kind of, and, and I will point out that that team is the team that actually beat Kansas, who was the number one seed uh, in, in Kansas City uh, in order to play Arkansas. And then Arkansas went on, I don't know if they won the tournament that year or if that was UCLA. I, I, I can't remember who, who won it that year, but, uh, but Arkansas was a very good team as well. Uh, the, the team that I played on uh, – uh, in my junior year, uh, we actually uh, uh, made it beyond the Elite Eight. We played in the Final Four in Philadelphia uh, the, the year that uh, Indiana, 1981, Indiana won the national championship. That was a great team. Um, you know, obviously, Ralph Sampson, Jeff Lamp was a, a, a first-team All-American as, as a guard. Uh, you know, a, a, a lot of fun. That was – I mean, that was a tough team right there. I mean, that – that, that was a no-nonsense group. Um, I'm not sure, and, and, and this might be blasphemy to a, some Virginia people, I'm not sure that's the best team that I played on, though. You know, I, I thought maybe the, the following year, um, which would have been my fourth year uh, at, at, at UVA, uh, we didn't have, you know, maybe the star power. Lamp had graduated, Lee Raker had graduated, but, you know, Ralph Sampson was even more dynamic uh, and then I think with Othell Wilson kind of coming into his own, uh, people, people of Virginia don't realize how, how good Othell Wilson really was. Uh, you know, myself, Ricky Stokes, I thought we were more versatile uh, and, and, and were able to do different things out there on the court. But, uh, you know, I have uh, very fond memories of all of those guys. And, uh, you know, it, it was great getting to the Final Four, even though we, we did lose uh, to North Carolina in, in the semifinals. Well, certainly, uh, Jeff Jones, very good college basketball player, even better college coach. I can say that, right? That's no, that's no slight on you. Uh, good friend of, uh, of the podcast and a guy that gave TJ more compliments than anyone else that's ever been on this podcast. <laughs> we appreciate you. Well, it's my pleasure. TJ, thanks uh, for joining us. <laughs> absolutely. I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. Uh, you guys do the same. And, uh, Jay, look forward to uh, talking to you again soon. Likewise. Take care, JJ. Right. Best of health to you as well. Uh, cancer survivor, got to make sure we remind people of that. And uh, hopefully you, you remain in, in good health, my friend. Thank you, Chris.